If you're a more energetically sensitive, creative, or entrepreneur who's ready to transform your sensitivities into your superpowers so that you can spend more time in the flow and less time in the internal struggle, then you've come to the right place. The Empathic Entrepreneur Podcast with me, Anna Long Stokes, is a business and marketing podcast where we uncover the roadblocks that most energetically sensitive entrepreneurs and creatives face on their journey to success and how to move past these blocks to live a more purpose-driven and energetically aligned life. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Empathic Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Anna Long Stokes, and I'm going to be your host today. And it's been a couple weeks. Thanks for uh, continuing to listen. Somehow, I checked my podcast analytics and it's halfway through the month and I'm almost to the same number of downloads and listenings as I was for the entire month of January. So I think everyone's playing catch up on some of these empathic entrepreneur podcast episodes, which I totally understand. The holidays were a bit crazy and busy and I wanted to start the new year with an episode related to habits because habits are a big topic uh, come January every year. Everyone's talking about uh, the things that they no longer want to do and then some of the things that they want to begin doing. Um, Classic ones are stop drinking, start exercising, stop driving, start biking. stop eating candy, start eating carrots, things like that. You guys catch my drift. January is this time of year where it's a time of new beginnings. Life goes on and on and on every year, but there's something about January and January 1st that really gets a lot of people considering a reset for themselves. So in today's episode, I thought it would be illuminating, if nothing else, to talk about habits from the perspective of energy. So uh, buckle up. In today's episode, we are going to dive a little bit deep into uh, some of the energetic components that um, help or hinder your habits, whether those are ones uh, hindering your, the habits you're looking to quit or helping the habits you're looking to create. But before we get into some of those energy components, I just want to talk a little bit about, um, I think, you know, kind of like where I think a lot of people are coming from when they are reconsidering the habits in their life. So I know for me personally, I'll share that in 2023, kind of really building up to 2023, I was really feeling like I was getting ready to release um, a lot of energy around my relationship with alcohol. I was also getting ready to release some of the old energies in my space around exercise and athleticism and my capability to be athletic. So, um, you know, what this looked like for me is I started uh, my more intensive psychic training almost seven years ago. And um, as I went through all of these 
programs. And as I went through clearing a lot of energy from my space, I didn't do too much examination of my relationship with alcohol. Now I'll start off by saying I never really thought I had a problem with alcohol. And, um, I never really thought that I overdrank. I mean, sure. We all have nights we go out with friends and maybe we drink too much. Um, when my husband and I first started dating, we definitely were drinking a lot (laughs) to kind of take the edge off as we were getting to know each other. You know, there are these times in life where I think we can all admit, you know, if you are someone who drinks that maybe you um, are drinking a little bit more than you want. And as I've gotten older, um, I'm someone who really appreciates wine. Like I'm not really a cocktail person. Don't do the hard alcohol. Really beer kind of makes me feel sick, but I really just love wine and enjoy wine. So I don't go out of my way to drink wine to get drunk, but I definitely enjoy wine. But over the last year, something really interesting has been happening where I've been noticing that my mood is quite directly correlated to my alcohol consumption. So, um, and my husband's the one who pointed this out. I tend towards being more on the depressive side. I have been that way my whole life. I have gone on and off medication a couple times. Um, and I definitely going to do more episodes about mental illness and being an empath and a psychic, but that's not really what this one is about. This is more just about, um, me, beginning to notice that the days I felt really depressive were the days after I had had alcohol. And it didn't really matter how much. It could have been one glass, could have been three glasses, didn't really matter. I just found that I would drink, I'd wake up the next day, I would feel a little bit down, a little bit down in the dumps. And then my natural reaction would be, oh, well, I'm excited to have like a glass of wine with dinner. Like that would, the idea of that would make me happy. And then you can kind of end up in this cycle where you end up drinking every day because your mood's depressed. Alcohol is a depressant. Um, Or I'd end up in this cycle where I would drink and then I would feel depressed the next day. And so I wouldn't drink. I'd be like, oh, you know, once I started to realize it might be the alcohol, I wouldn't drink. And then I'd feel good the next day. And then I would kind of forget that it was alcohol that made me feel poorly. And so what would I do? I'd be like, oh, I'm going to have wine with dinner tonight. I feel fine again. So I've been kind of in this like push-pull relationship with alcohol really throughout um, 2022. And there were times when I would take a week or two off drinking and my mood would be quite elevated. And so then I really could no longer deny that I was sensitive to alcohol that I was uh, more depressive and less happy when I drank. And once you become conscious or aware of something, I'm sure that you probably agree that it becomes hard to unknow that. (laughs) And I talk about this in other areas of the podcast. Like once you see, you can't unsee. So I am not an extremist. Um, I don't like to be an extremist about anything in my life. I'm such like a, I don't know. Uh, It's just like the sag in me where if you tell me not to do something, I'll do it. So I'm not someone who's been like, okay, that's it. I'm swearing off alcohol. I'm not drinking, but I have been going, oh, okay, I'm going to drink less in 2023. So I went into 2023 deciding cutting down on alcohol quite a bit was something I was interested in doing. 
Um, so that's the one thing I wanted to cut, like the one habit I wanted to cut, cut back on, really begin to release kind of that habituated pattern of wine drinking. And then simultaneously, there was one thing I wanted to add for 2023. And for me, that's walking. I really realized um, during that month in Barcelona with my husband, where we were walking like sometimes like 10 miles a day that I didn't need any strenuous form of exercise. I just, my body wanted to walk. You know, a lot of the times when I lived in Chicago, I lived in Seattle, I was walking a lot more. And I live in a small town now. I live on the beach. And I notice I don't walk as much, which is funny because I live right on the beach. <laughs> but um, I just haven't made it as much of a habit. It's cold, it's windy, it's rainy a lot. And so I've been looking at how can I add this goal into my life of walking more, which for me looks like 10,000 steps a day, which um, I know a lot of people have recommended just to maintain health. So uh, that's a little bit about my personal story. I went into 2023 saying, here's one thing I'm going to quit. Here's one thing I'm going to add. But it hasn't been seamless. And I've been looking at why. I've been looking at why. And I will say I have a leg up on this because these are things I've been looking at probably since October. So it has been going pretty well, actually, since January 1st. I've only had um, two days where I've had some alcohol. And I've almost every day been hitting my 10,000 steps. And so I, it's been pretty seamless since the beginning of the year. But I will say that like these goals began to sort of really come into focus towards like the end of October. So I've been working the energy of it. And um, I also help a lot of clients during their readings and healings look at the things they're looking to release. That's usually the first thing I ask in healings after like, hey, what's going on is sort of like, is there something you're looking to release? Is there something you're looking to call in? That's something we talk about with energy. That's something I talk about. I talked about in one of the first episodes is, and in um, a couple of weeks ago, I did that meditation for calling something in for the new year. You you often have to release to make space for whatever it is that you want. And I will say, just taking myself as an example, um, there are times where I wouldn't get exercise in because I would eat dinner at seven and then I'd have a couple glasses of wine. The last thing I wanted to do was go out and walk or get on the treadmill and get my steps in or like do a, a workout of any type. So it was sort of like an end of end of my day. So if you're someone who has these goals, like maybe it's to spend an hour a day writing a book, or maybe it's something related to exercise or creating a business for yourself. Sometimes you have to look at, well, what are the things I'm going to let go of so that I have the time, energy, or money to call those things in? So for me, releasing the drinking has really helped with the other goal, which is to call in more exercise, more steps for myself. So in this episode, I'm going to break down the three main energetic components, concepts, sort of uh, realities that I see when people go to create habits or to stop habits. So the first one that I want to talk about is foreign energy in your space. So what is foreign energy? Foreign energy can be a lot of things, but essentially it's any type of energy that's not yours. When you take the empathic energy management class with me, one of the first things we talk about 
is that everything has energy. People have energy, places have energy, things have energy. And one of the rules of energy is that energy will intermix, will essentially combine. So it's really easy as an energetic being out walking through life. You have this auric energy field around you. You have energy chakra centers in your body and also above your body. And you can walk through life and essentially take on energy that's not yours, which can be really confusing. And uh, why that can be confusing is because you can know in your heart of hearts something that you really want for yourself. So let's say it's to quit drinking. You just know, like, let's say maybe drinking, you really have a a problem with it. You have self-identified as this being a big problem. It's impacting relationships. It's impacting um, your health. And you know in your heart of hearts you want to quit. But when you get surrounded by people who are drinking, it's too hard to quit. It's too hard to say no. And a lot of that is energy. And you can talk with um, people who self-identify as alcoholics or people who struggle with substance abuse is that one of the triggers for using is other people. You know, that's why um, a lot of people in Alcoholics Anonymous for a long time, they, they really have to find a community of people who are kicking the habit because it's a lot easier to sit in a room when you're trying to be sober with sober people than it is with a bunch of people who are drunk and they've left their body. And um, so foreign energy is a big one. So when you're going to kick a habit, sometimes there's energy in your space that doesn't agree with the change you want to make. And I'm going to actually, in this episode, I'm going to um, link to this, um, cool YouTube video from one of the psychic schools in Boulder. It's the Boulder Psychic Institute. And I haven't taken any classes there, but they're a good psychic school and they follow the same method and modalities I do. They're from the Berkeley Psychic Institute sort of channel of psychics. And, um, they did a really good YouTube about what happens when people drink and use. And, um, it has a lot to do with kind of giving up your space to other energies, to beings, um, without bodies who are looking to experience that, uh, sensation through your body. And so I'm not going to go deep into that here. I'm going to put a link in this episode if you're interested in watching that YouTube, but I will say, um, foreign energy is one of the number one reasons people struggle to kick a habit. So that's in relation to alcohol. But you could, that could relate to to a lot of things. Um, let's say one of your goals for the year is to not work so much. Maybe you have a job where you get paid for 40 hours a week, but you're consistently working 50. One of the reasons it can be hard to work less is because there's foreign energy in your space. So that doesn't even have to be like people who've passed on. That can be coworkers. You know, we're all spirits in addition to bodies. So in spirit, they could their energy could be in your space, kind of nagging at you, pulling at you, 
saying, do this, do this, do this. Like we, I used to laugh with some of the managers when I was running my beauty studio where like the minute I would energetically pull out and I'd be like, okay, like this is it. I'm going to go on vacation. Like I promise I'm not going to answer any emails. Like right as I was about to do that, I would get like a call being like, Anna, so-and-so quit and we're screwed. We need your help. And it was just like, it was almost like a joke how often that happened as I went to pull away an energy my team was like, no, we are, we do not want you to pull out an energy. We want your energy here. So foreign energy is the first, the first component uh, that can make uh, cutting habits, also creating habits challenging. So the second thing, and this kind of relates, is um, cords. So when you receive a healing with me, sometimes you'll talk about me or my guides removing cords from your space. So what are cords? Well, I feel like this is kind of a um, something that a lot of people kind of throw around like, oh, well, they're corded into me and I just like cut the cord, but they don't really know what they're doing or know what they're talking about. Once you learn to work with energy, you learn to feel cords and you learn to see cords, you can learn to remove them. Um, simply saying I'm cutting the cord. I haven't seen that that actually works for people. I'll still see the cord in their space. So learning to cut cords is um, something you can get trained in. And it is fairly easy once you learn to read energy, once you learn to feel energy. But I notice that concept is sort of thrown about. And what an energetic cord is, is it's essentially like, I look at it as like a telephone line. So cords can get attached to all parts of your body, usually into a chakra. And it's from one other person from one person to another. So it could be like from your mom to you or from your wife or your husband or partner into you. And so these cords make it really easy for them to place foreign energy in your space. And by foreign energy, I mean their energy. So obviously we have a lot of relationships in our life and there are cords you may not want to cut or there's cords you may challenge, you may find it challenging to see why you would want to cut. But from an energetic perspective, to have a, health, a healthy energy body, you're really looking at cleaning out any energy that's not you. This doesn't mean you have to terminate relationships or that you can't energetically hold space for people when it's appropriate. But there's really no reason why someone should have to keep their energy in your space. I guarantee you if that's happening, it's holding both of you back in some way. So energetic cords allow this energy to very easily go right back into your space, which is why this is one of the reasons, like when I do a lot of relationship healings, like let's say it's a woman who's going through a divorce or a breakup, and I find a really strong cord between her and her ex, this is one of the reasons why she's been having trouble moving on. And when I remove that, it's usually a... Um, very tangible weight lifted off somebody's shoulders or very tangible shift where they're like, wow, I no longer feel the need to have to call him or to obsess over this. So cords really can tie people together in energy, even if you're ready to take your next steps and move on. So how that applies to habits is that some of these habits you're looking to shift, whether that's to add them or let them go, they might impact someone close to you. So let's say you're looking to quit drinking or you're looking to cut back on alcohol, but your partner 
is corded into you and they love a good drink. Well, not only is it going to be tempting, obviously, like actually like psychologically and physically to be around someone who's drinking if you're trying to quit, but also energetically, they're going to be placing energy in your space that will feel like these thoughts, emotions, or things are yours, even if they're not. So these cravings will feel a lot more like yours than they actually are if you have a clear energy space. Um, Okay, so those are two main ones. And then the third uh, energy concept or really experience, I hate to call it a concept because concepts sound like they're not to be experienced and they, and they are, this isn't just a concept, but the next, the next one is spiritual agreements. And if you've ever had an intuitive business review, I know a lot of my listeners have also hired me to work with them on their companies. And that's one of the things that's super illuminating that we look at in the intuitive business reviews is spiritual agreements. So what are spiritual agreements? Well, essentially they're like contracts in spirit. They're just like any agreement. So let's say you um, get a new apartment and you sign a lease. You've essentially signed a lease saying you're going to live there for X amount of time. You're going to follow X rules and you're going to pay X amount. That's literally what spiritual agreements are, but they tend to be around um, the concepts of life. Like when you decide to come onto this planet and you choose your family or your parents choose you, or you work together to choose each other, you definitely have um, a lot of agreements that you make beforehand about what each party is hoping to get out of it or what the expectations are. And so in a lot of my intuitive business reviews, there are people who are looking to take these steps. And when I go and look at one of the things that's blocking them from taking a step, Um, it's usually an agreement with a family member. It can even be an agreement. I saw a really cool one the other day where it was a leftover agreement for a bit from a business partner from a lifetime she had in like the eight, the late 1800s or early 1900s. We found this old agreement. And even though her, um, her ex business partner from this previous life was no longer her business partner, they still had this agreement between them and it was holding her back in her creative steps just how they had had that same agreement in in the past life and it had held her back in that life as well. So spiritual agreements are a really uh, great energy to address if you're going to uh, be taking steps towards shifting habits because um, sometimes there are these family agreements or, or agreements you have with your spouse or your partner that are kind of in place, but they're energy, they're in energy. So they're harder to see. I, I don't even read my own agreements. I'm too close to my own agreements to read them. So I have to work with my psychic friends and have them really neutrally kind of go through my space and look at what agreements are impacting my ability to take my next steps. So this is one of those ones where um, it can be harder to do for for yourself, um, even harder than just kind of seeing if there's foreign energy or feeling if there's foreign energy in your space. It can be harder than knowing if there's some cord. So those are three energetic components that could be impacting your ability to take a next step. If you're looking to uh, get these looked at, get these removed, 
Um, you should check out the healings I'm offering. I'm still offering one-off healings. They're energy therapy sessions. Um, they're 30 to 40 minutes long. And we go through your space and we look for things like this. And you can come into the session saying, hey, you know, this is something I'm looking to release. This is something I'm looking to call in. Like, and we can go through and look at these three energies. What are the cords that need to be cut? What are the spiritual agreements that need to be updated or broken? And what is the foreign energy in your space that needs to be cleared so that you can take these steps? Um, and if you're a psychic yourself or you're an empath yourself and you already know how to do these things, then this is just a great refresher about three things that you can take a look at for yourself if you're having a difficult time with shifting patterns and habits. Okay. I hope you found this podcast useful. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. You can DM me on Instagram. I'm at, at Analong Stokes. And you can also hit me up on my web website. My email address is hi at analongstokes.com. Okay. Until next time, keep creating. Thanks for listening to the Empathic Entrepreneur Podcast with me, Anna Longstokes. For more information on these and many other topics or to contact me for a consultation, please visit www.empathicpreneur.com. That's empathicpreneur.com. Or check out the show notes for direct links. And hey, if you like this podcast, please remember to take a minute to leave a review and to share with a friend. Until next time, keep creating.